The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Ten more seconds. We got all day, Tom. It's hard when you're all by yourself. I know. All righty. Are you feeling lonely up there? I am, but we're going to rectify that shortly. All righty. Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, at Top Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We have a great show for you today. It's going to be a little lighter than normal. Of course, we'll do our breaking news stuff at the opening of the show, talk a little bit about some of the local things happening. And then when I'm done, we're going to take a very quick break. We're going to bring up Nina uh, from Climate Design Systems, and she brought somebody with her. Uh, they have been a, uh, as you can see in the, in, in the, front, of the uh, front of the news desk, she, she's been sponsoring the show. And we always want to give, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, we always like to give free airtime to the people who help us pay the bills here. I mean, I, we pay, I pay outrageous amounts of money to rent a studio, and then I have to pay for Ed's salary, which outrageous. is three times what I'm paying for the studio. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, we, we need as many sponsors as we can, and I'll go through who our sponsors are throughout the show. I've, I've learned the, the hard way not to list all the sponsors at the beginning, because yeah. we'll start off with 300 people watching, and, and it takes me five minutes to get through the sponsors. By the time I'm done, there's five people left, because they tune in to see content. They don't tune yeah. in to see we me thanking sponsors. Sprinkle them. Yeah, so we'll do it throughout the show, and I've, I've learned how to do that a little bit more. Um, so we've got a lot of stuff going on. And by the way, when we're done with Nina at Climate Design Systems, we're going to have Joel Ferretra, Methuen City Councilor. Nice. And he's not really here to talk politics. Like, we're going to try and get him to see you know, some stuff about politics. But he's really here because he's our food critic at the Valley Patriot. And um, he became our food critic because during the election – uh, I called Joel, he was a candidate, and I said, let's go out and have lunch and kind of talk about like where you stand on issues. And we went to Butter Bing's in Methuen. And I started to order something, and he said, no, 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 you don't want to order that. What you want to order is, and it was the barbecue chicken, what's, what did you call it, the barbecue chicken steak sub? And I said, barbecue chicken steak sub? There's no way that can be Doesn't good. even make sense. No. So, But I ordered it on his, on his uh, recommendation, and it was so good, I ordered one to take home with me. That's how good it was. So afterwards, I was thinking, I said, you know, screw all this political stuff. This guy's our foodie. This is a guy who knows food. Did you guys talk any politics or it was all food? It was mostly food, actually. (laughs) We didn't really talk a whole lot about politics. Uh, mostly he talked about what, what he what it was that he didn't like about me, which was good, yep. right? Like a, a couple things that happened in the you past. I found people about. have no problem telling you what yeah, they don't pe- like about you. People come over to me randomly, like when I'm at the deli counter at, <laughs> at, at, uh, at Market Basket. They'd be like, or at Borelli's. Yeah. Are you Tom Duggan? I'm like, yeah, let me tell you what I hate about you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. Listen, I'm just here to get my meats, but if you want to go off, that's fine. Um, but we, we've, we've, uh, we've been able to take what, uh, Joel is good at, which is food 
And he writes our food column every month in the Valley Patriots. Now, I think he's done four. And when he comes up, we're going to talk about what some of those are. So are you going over those four then? Yeah, we're going to talk about those four. And then we'll talk about what he's going to do in the future. Because one of the things that's important about doing a show like this or having a newspaper is trying to use that vehicle to help other local businesses. And if we're going to ask local businesses to support us, then we ought to be doing something to help them besides just like the sponsors that are here. So uh, we we have a great breaking story yesterday, Ed. Uh, and it caused a big kerfuffle in the city of Methuselah. Steve Saber's not happy. A kerfuffle? Yeah. Steve Saber, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Steve Saber likes me anymore. I think he used to like me, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't like me anymore. I'm not sure he ever liked you much. Well, no, well, here's what's funny. Him and his clan, with a K, him and his clan uh, like to uh, circulate all these stories on Facebook about how Tom Duggan's opinion on Methuen should uh, have no weight for anybody because he doesn't even live here. He doesn't live in Methuen. Why should he have an opinion on what's going on in Methuen? And what's funny about that, Ed, is that two years ago, I endorsed Steve Saber for city council. And your opinion mattered. And and, and nobody from the Saber clan came over and said, you know, you shouldn't be endorsing, Steve. You're from North Andover. How (laughs) dare you? So, you know, it's situational politics. It's, you know, just say whatever sounds good in the moment. Um, But he definitely doesn't like me anymore. And if he did, which we know he didn't, uh, after yesterday's two stories, I'm pretty sure he doesn't doesn't anymore. What what have you done now? So here's what happened. Uh, In 2018, the Methuen City Council had before them a group of citizens uh, who were upset about a sober home going up in their their single-family neighborhood. And by the way, I I feel for them. I agree with them. You know, you buy a house, you spend a lot of money, it's a single-family home, your property values are high, your taxes are high, and then all of a sudden somebody puts in a sober home in your neighborhood, and the, the residents didn't want it. Unfortunately, one of those residents was Steve Saber's brother. Mm-hmm. who was leading the charge and get up at the microphone and literally encouraged the city to abuse zoning laws to stop the, the rooming house, the, the uh, sober house, from going in. And when he was done at the microphone and admitted at the microphone that he was a neighbor of this property and that he had a personal interest in this property, his brother Steve, who's sitting as a city councilor, violated the conflict of interest laws and advocated for his brother's position from the council table. Hmm. Now, I had people on Facebook say, yeah, but the Ethics Commission didn't find him. Well, not yet. I haven't filed my complaint yet, but it is going in, I promise you, because he sat there and he advocated for his brother instead of recusing himself, which is what he should have done. So here's what happens. The owner of the sober house sues the city of Methuen because of Steve Saber's comments, and a few other people's comments as well, saying that they were discriminating against the disabled. Mm-hmm. Those who are in recovery from addiction are under the federal guidelines of the Fair Housing Act considered disabled. So while you had counselors and members of the public, one of which is the counselor's brother, advocating that the building inspector and the community development director break the law and use zoning laws to stop this sober home from going in, she then took the transcript of all of those discussions and filed a gazillion dollar lawsuit in, in court and said they're discriminating against the disabled, which, by the way, they are. As much, yeah. as, I, as, much as I feel for the neighbors, and I, I agree with them, I wouldn't want it in my, not my neighborhood either if it was a single family home. Um, and so what happens is the prior mayor on his way out the door negotiated a, an agreement, an out-of-court settlement for $48,000 to pay to the woman who owns the sober home for her to drop her lawsuit against the city. And he never signed it before he left. So the new mayor comes in and he evaluated the situation and decided to sign the agreement. And part of the reason, according to Mayor Perry, that he signed the agreement 
was that because of the comments that were made by Councilor Saber and others, that there was no way they were going to be able to win in court. Right. Because they, they just spelled it, like right on TV, they said right out loud that this is what they were trying to do. And so he signs the agreement. And of course, you could, Jessica's all upset that they didn't tell her in advance. And she thinks she's the man. She thinks they should tell her everything. Everything should go through her first. Like she's supposed to be. But, you know, the bottom line is you had uh, the, the uh, here's the funny thing. One of his quotes, one of Steve Saber's quotes, yep. and I actually attached the video to the story when I posted the story yesterday so nobody could say I was lying. He said, you know, I know, I know we're always worried about lawsuits when it comes to stuff like that, but this one I'm not afraid of. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because this one you didn't pay the 48 grand <laughs> out of your flipping pocket. If you were paying the 40 grand out of your pocket, you might worry about it. Instead, the Methuen taxpayers had to pay for it. Now, there's talk that the woman who runs the sober house might sue him personally because of the conflict of interest issue and because he basically dared dared her to sue. And he went to the mayor asking if the mayor would be interested in indemnifying the city councilors, which means if you sue the city councilor and and the city councilor loses, the city pays that bill Mm -hmm. too. So what he wants is he wants to be able to get up and make discriminatory comments about the disabled. He wants to be able to get up and, and basically break the law and slander people and when he gets called on it, the, the taxpayers will just pay for that. That's okay. He wants, he wants a free check, basically. He wants free reign to be able to slander anybody Don't you wish the taxpayers of Methuen would pay for your loss? Oh, that, are you kidding? That would be tremendous. Actually, that's a possible outcome. You know, I should it? talk to Neil, right? We'll get him on the next show. We'll, well see. Maybe the Methuen taxpayers will pay for my lawsuits. It's a possible outcome, depending on how the suit goes, I guess right? it could, right? Yeah. We're in negotiations <laughs> now. I shouldn't be talking about my oh, lawsuits. Sorry, that but, was me. But I will say, five lawsuits, never lost. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, it's caused a lot. A lot of angst and, and, uh, and problems in my life, but I've never lost. Um, so now you have, in the uh, Monday night, you're going to have the Methuen City Council. Steve Saber went apparently to the mayor, asked for indemnification. My understanding is the mayor said no. Uh, so he's now putting it on the city council agenda, and he's going to ask the council to give him indemnification so that he can slander people and not have to pay when he loses well, the lawsuit. How does that work? Is the council I'm not, the final say in uh, it, you, or you, is it the mayor? It's funny. I... It's a great question because I made phone calls last night for about an hour trying to get an answer to that question. Yeah. Is it that the council votes and, the, and then the mayor has to sign off on it and then if he vetoes it, they need a two-thirds majority? Or is it something that the mayor has to approve himself? Or is it a, is it, or it could be a home rule petition to the legislature, mm. right? So we don't know what... I don't know we don't know what going to go anywhere. No, we don't know what the process is going to be. Huh. All I know is no city councilor who's going to slander someone at a public meeting, who's going to, uh, who's going to uh, uh, attack the disabled at a public meeting and put the city's finances at risk should himself be exempt from being at risk because then what happens, he'd be slandering people at every meeting. Why right? wouldn't you? Well, of course. I mean, if you get a free pass, now there's, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Like I'll say one thing about Jessica Finnecaro. She chooses her words very carefully and says often when she's speaking – that listen, I'd like to say more, but you know, there's lawsuit issues, and and you know, and, and I don't mm-hmm. want to put the city at risk, and so she does choose her words carefully. But you know, I I, I got to tell you, when it comes to when it comes to Steve Sabo, who's supposed to be the guardian of the taxpayers' money, that's how he that's how he promotes himself. Mm-hmm. He's the guardian of the taxpayers' money. He cost he cost forty eight grand, and by the way, that's what we know of. We understand that there might be more. And so we're still digging into that, and we will find out. Uh, what else do we have for news? I think that's it. Let's take a let's take a quick. Do we have to take a break, or should we just bring them up? 
I'll run it and then. Because uh, then we'll have to do do it again for Joel. So, uh, are you saying you're not coming up now? She now listen. The only reason I agreed to this is because she's so hot. I wanted her on my show. Sure. And she doesn't bring a woman with her. She brings a guy with her, and now she's saying no, not me, him. What? So I, yeah, I think this violates our agreement. Actually, uh, we better gonna, go to break while you negotiate. Yeah, I think we should do that. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we will have hopefully Nina from Climate Design Systems up here talking about I don't know climate design stuff. HVAC stuff and a whole bunch of other things. Um, yeah. So we want to thank some of our sponsors, McLennan, Century 21. Uh, I think they're coming into the Valley Patriot as a Valley Patriot sponsor as well starting next week, which would be phenomenal because I am going to marry uh, Matt's mom at some point, Janet McLennan. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, that, that may have to happen. Uh, we also want to thank uh, – who else do we have? Uh, I can't even remember. We'll do it when we come back. Uh, Methuen Police. Methuen Police Association and a whole bunch Security of others. Officers and- There's a bunch of them. We'll get to them when we come back, I guess. If while I'm driving around Lawrence, I get shot and killed, make sure you get my body to Perez Funeral Home because we do business with the people who do business with us. And he's on South Broadway. With the, it's the old Scott Funeral Home. If, you were, if you're an old-time Lawrence resident, it's the old Scott Funeral Home on, on South Broadway. Perez Funeral Home at 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. Um, you can, they do crematory services. They do all the stuff that they're supposed to do, right? And uh, Mike's a, a big fan of the show. He followed us when we go live. He's an advertiser now in the print edition of the paper, and he's now sponsoring this program. Perez Funeral Home and Crematory Services, 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. We appreciate him. Fast. Now, I, I was talking during that break. Was that the Perez? That was indeed your very favorite break. My very favorite break. They don't even pay for that anymore. I just if, think if I'm shot while right. driving around Lawrence. No, the best was when we had the police chief here, and I never, <laughs> it never dawned on me that the police chief would be sitting here while that commercial was running. <laughs> and it's running, and he turns to me like his face goes white, and he goes, did you just say if you get shot while you're driving around Lawrence? And I'm like, oh, God, why, why, did, I, why did I give some thought to that before we started? I, I'm going to take partial credit. It didn't occur to me either. You said, run Perez. That's funny. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's or whatever, <laughs> right? So uh, we have, I'm sorry, your name is Tom? Pearson. Pearson. It sounds exactly the same to me. <laughs> yeah. Tom Pearson. So Pearson, you're from Climate Design Systems. We love Nina. We wanted Nina on the show. That was like the whole deal here today. And she chickened out, uh, she so chick- she sends she, me up here. And then she gives me these excuses like, oh, I don't feel good. My, 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 my throat. No, it, it, <laughs> My throat. So, um, so we've got you up. So, tell me, what is Climate Design Systems? What is it? Is it a is it a multinational company? Is it a local company? What What do you guys? What are you guys? So, so Climate Design has been around since 1946. Uh, we've been doing residential HVAC and commercial HVAC. Um, you know, going in people's homes, doing boilers, furnaces, air conditioners. You know, the whole nine yards of both. You know, new stuff and service. You know, we'll go take care of people whose stuff breaks down in the middle of the night, and we'll go take care. You know, people building a new house. We'll go put in a whole new system for them. Um, Great. Part of my job as a comfort advisor is kind of identifying what comfort advisor. Comfort advisor, yeah, gotta love twenty (laughs) twenty. Yeah, no, you can't say salesperson anymore. Comfort advisor, naughty word. Comfort advisor. 
So I'll go to, you know, go to people's homes, kind of evaluate what they need, uh, what they like about their heat, what they like about their AC, you know, identify any like air quality issues they might have. And then, you know, just give them recommendations on the, you know, the types of systems that could improve, you know, it's really a quality of life thing in your house, you know. The so now this is for like private homes. Is it also for like businesses? We do a little bit of both. You know, my, my specialty is in the residential side, but we have a whole commercial side as well. Um, yeah. You know, they take care of. Is it a different name? I think it's like Merrimack, so, yeah, Merrimack Valley Corp is going to be doing all of the, you know, all the commercial stuff. You know, you want to give them as much free, free air time as we can. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when you call up, it's, you know, better than great day at Climb Design, Merrimack Valley. We, you know, we, I'm your comfort specialist. Yeah, no, and I'm your comfort specialist. Sounds like he sells mattresses. Now, I got a question. Do you have business cards that say And it comfort? says comfort advisor. Oh, yes. uh, I need one of those. Well, I got to get uh, one that says Tom Duggan comfort advisor. <laughs> you know how well I could use that? I'm single, you know. I could use I that when I'm dating. You could comfort many, many, people. many women. Yes. So, all right, so go, so you've got the two divisions. You've got the local division, which is Merrimack Valley Corp. Well, I want to talk about the third oh, division. Go, we go just ahead. had two. Um, no, sorry. So we do, you know, like I've talked about the HVAC. We just bought a uh, plumbing company. So we're doing a full range of plumbing stuff now. Your kitchen sink's leaking. Your toilet's leaking. You know, we take care of that, you know, those types of projects now too. Great. So, so you've got so you've got the three, and so where are you? Are you like just in New England? Are you all over the country? So we have you know um, the Merrimack Valley Corp, the parent corporation. We have five different locations. We're all up and down the East Coast. We have South Carolina, we have uh, Long Island, we have Berkshire, Massachusetts, and then you know uh, us in Methuen now. We have a lot of listeners from South Carolina, by the way. <laughs> That's actually true. Um, yeah. So no, uh, over in where's Matt's in uh, Greenville? So yeah, Greenville, South Carolina. We have uh, you know we have nice. another office. What's that? And then Riverhead, New York, and then um, and Northampton, Massachusetts is Berkshire. But yeah, so we take care of you know anybody all you know, up and down the East Coast. But you know we're taking care of mostly Merrimack Valley people over to Southern New Hampshire. Now, um, I I don't know Buddy Thomas personally, but every single person that I mention Buddy Thomas's name to, they go, "He is the nicest guy in the world. He is the greatest guy in the world." And I didn't really know. I didn't. I didn't know. I, maybe I've met him once or twice. I just don't remember. But everybody that I talk to when I say I've got climate designs or I've got Mary Mac Valley Corp advertising with us or sponsoring the show, they go, oh, Buddy Thomas, he's the best. Yeah. Um, so when can we get him on the show? No, absolutely. I, so I've been working with Mary Mac Valley since I was 15. My first job was out in the warehouse. Was like three like, years ago? What's, yeah, yeah, three years. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, out in the warehouse, Buddy um, has been such a great force, you know, in my life, helping me being a mentor. And he's great, you know, great in the community too. Always yeah. helping people around with doing, helping other businesses in the area, you know, helping local kids with jobs, um, you know, Shout out to any kid looking for, you know, you know, stable work. Come, you know, come talk to us. We always have always have stuff to do. Right, right. So now you're the salesperson. You go in, you make the pitch, and someone says, "Yeah, I'd like you to fix uh, fix my heating system. I want you to fix my air conditioning system." What happens next? So typically, you know, if, if it's a, a replacement situation, I'll go in, I'll give them a couple different options for equipment. We use uh, Lennox, as you can see, you know, on the Love board Love Lennox. Um, you know, fantastic brand there. You know, provide all the stuff. I'll usually give different options in terms of efficiency, usually three different. Then I just try and, you know, help the customer pick which one of those is best for them. So um, that, that's about efficiency, right? Absolutely. I get comfort either way. <laughs> it's really just a question of how much the comfort costs me. Typically, you know, sometimes we can get into some of the higher end, you know, some of the higher end furnaces, all the doodads with your phone, it'll track when you're actually uh, driving within your house. So one of the cool features of the Lennox has an iComfort system, it'll actually GPS track your phone when you're within five miles of your house, it turns your furnace or air conditioner on. Oh, it's nice. like the coolest thing ever. It's like, you know, one of those cool. wild future 2020 <laughs> things. Um, so yeah, no, you get into some of the, you know, some of the fancier things that are really like make the, the air in your house exactly how you want it. But, you know, 
it's a huge range of, of, yeah, we have things that'll keep you hot and cool. And then there's stuff that suck the allergies out of the air, kill all the germs that are flowing through your house. Um, coronavirus. Yeah. Coronavirus. <laughs> no, exactly. So. <laughs> um, no, they actually, they have UV bulbs that go in the filters and it's huh. like 99% of all germs get, get zapped right then and there. Um, it's actually, no, it's, 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 it was kind of eye opening to me. I come from a software background. I went and did some training at Lennox. They showed me all these different, you know, I'm thinking hot, cold, that's all you really care about. But it's really a range of, you know, humidity, the allergens in your home, and then, you know, the temperature that, that makes you super comfortable when you're sitting at home. Yeah. So, so now the, you go, you make the pitch. They, they say this is what they want. You send the workers in. They fix the HVAC system. Um, is there, is there a warranty? Is there a guarantee? Like a year, a year and a half later, something goes wrong. Do they call you, uh, and say, Hey, look, something went wrong and and, and it's guaranteed warranted or typically. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, Lennox provides, you know, manufacturer warranty on all the parts. And then we end up doing, um, we give a service contract with everything we do. You know, we don't want you to call us up and, you know, we're going to stand behind the work we do. So you get a five-year service contract when we sit there, come back every once a year, make sure everything's working, make sure your AC in the spring, you know, heater come, you know, November, make sure that's running right. Um, and then, you know, you get that, uh, 24/7 service during those five years. Um, parts are all covered during that time. 24 seven service is really important. I'm a late night guy and I'm up at three o'clock in the morning when something happens and Nina will tell you, cause we're on the phone sometimes at three in the morning <laughs> and, and something happens sometimes three o'clock in the morning. I want to get a hold of a real flipping person. And so if I had a problem, like I had a problem with my, ba- my bank statement and I looked at my bank statement online and it was wrong and I called the 800 number and I'm not going to say which bank it was and, they, and I got a recording saying I had to call my actual branch bank the next morning and I was furious. Yeah. I- I'm up at three in the morning. If I'm up at three in the morning and I need service from somebody I'm doing business with, damn well, they, should, they, they better be up too. Yeah, and so, so actually what you get is after hours, it's a direct, it goes right to our technician who's on call cell phone. He, awesome. he gets a ring, you know, he's out, you know, doing whatever he's on, you know, he's on call. He's ready for people's um, work. He gets it right to his cell phone. He talks to you right there. Hey, I'll be out in half hour. And he, you know, shows up your house. So here's what we cheap. do. You give me his number. And then the next time at three in the morning, I need a coffee. I'll call yeah, him. Exactly. <laughs> I go, listen, I need a coffee. And I know you're just sitting around doing nothing <laughs> for a phone call. Well, so. Coffee is important to your comfort. To my comfort. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I need exactly. a comfort specialist. It's a part of the that. whole package. Yeah. Yeah. No, she looks so cute. I can't believe she's not up here. It's really <laughs> pissing me off. Um, so we have another sponsor. We have another uh, advertiser, uh, Marsan and Son Roofing. And so what I like to do a lot, and see, now she put her hair down, now I'm in love. Um, and, and so what, one of the things that I like to do, and it's worked really well in the past with a lot of the people that I do business with, is marry the people that I'm doing business with. So we've got Marsan and Son, and they go out and they fix roofs. I would love to partner them up with you guys, because when you're in there doing HVAC stuff, you know, the person might need a new roof too. Yeah. And you could use it as an upsell. If you guys were working together, if they're in doing a roof and they see, hey, the guy might need an HVAC system. I'd love to have Ronnie Marsan from Marsan and Son get in touch with Nina or, or get in touch with you and work some kind of a business. So you guys, and again, by the way, I make no money out do of any of this. Do you get a solar panel guy too? I think that could all. We used in. to. We had a solar, but they bailed on us. You do you have a solar uh, person? Nice. Okay. So yeah. So one of the things I'd like to, I'd love to marry you guys together and have you guys make money on each other. And then that way, like, you know, I get no money out of it, but at least I can say, hey, look, I put them together and everybody's making money out of it. You're just a matchmaker. I am. I'm really good at that, too. (laughs) Comfort advice. I have three three friends that are married because of my matchmaking. Really? That's actually true, yeah. No divorces thus far? Not yet, no. No, no, no. So, um, So how do people get in touch with 
you or how do people get in touch with um, Mary, uh, Climate Design Systems, Inc. or Merrimack Valley Corps? So there's you know, two ways really to get in touch with us. We've got a website, climatedesignsystems.com. There's a WordPress on there. It asks you, you know, a couple simple questions about your house. It gives me a little bit of information. So when I'm calling you to talk about the project, I have a little bit of information. You know, right, so right. I'm not just calling you blind. Um, you can also give us a call you know, anytime during the office hours. We're open from 7.30 to 5 every day, 978-689-8312. Somebody will pick up. They'll get you to the right department, whether it be service, whether it be commercial, whether it be plumbing, whether it be you need to talk to a comfort advisor, you know, right, we'll, right. We'll take care of you there. I've also got a friend that does heating, heating and uh, HVAC stuff, Al Velo, who donated a thousand dollars for our scholarships today, and nice. I appreciate that. He gave us five hundred dollars for our Whittier scholarship and five hundred dollars for our vocational scholarship, and he's just like a single guy that does, like he, he has like people that work for him, but he's just like yeah. a guy, right? Well, uh, yeah. he doesn't have a lot of money, so yeah, I'd love I to marry them up. You're too. finding a lot of the local people who can use the talent from the vocational schools right. are donating to those that's scholarships. true yeah 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 so i'd love to i'd love to marry al with you guys too uh because i i think listen a rising tide lifts all boats and if the people i'm doing business with people you're doing business with can do business with each other then then everybody wins except me of course everybody everybody else wins well you well, get to see Nina. i get to see nina and believe me that's way but way better than the hundred thousand dollars you guys are gonna make we're doing business with each other somehow tom in spite of all the good you do yeah you're never the guy who wins now i know you're no, right you're right I've we did a whole this. show on that yeah. right so all right let's take a quick break again dude we only have that one uh perez funeral home we don't have another yeah. isolated one do we well, it looks like we got Angelo, Twin Lights. Yeah, you want to do just Angelo and then cut it at the end of Angelo? Can you do that? I don't know. Right, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not sure how much is in there, but we're all going to find out together. All right, and as we go to our next break, I want to thank AFC Urgent Care. Uh, I spoke with Lisa Williams. She's coming to the bash. She's going to be donating to the bash this year. She's an incredible woman. She actually went up and bought me a suit at Macy's. She said she was watching the video of the bash last year. My suit looked a little tight. So she said, I went up and I bought you a suit at Macy's. All you have to do is go up and get fitted. And I was like, wow, like this, did, this lady's the best. Did you go get fitted? Not yet. I'm going to yeah. do it this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I also want to thank the Police Superior Officers Union in Methuen, Ron Marsan and Sun Construction, uh, Horizon Home Care, which is coming in officially starting next month. We'll give you a free plug. And my favorite, Borelli's Deli, where I'm going for food after this. But I think Nina and I are going to go for some deli meats after this. We can back up this on the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, it's up. Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. A&M Auto Body. We got our friend Angelo over there. Angelo Memolo over there. He does great work on your car. So if you got a ding in your car, somebody hits you, you got a mechanical problem, you bring it to A&M Auto. He's on South Broadway in Lawrence on Inman Street. Angelo will take care of you. Um, so what's the address there? 341 Three South Broadway, Lawrence, Massachusetts. I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. But Twin Lights, let me tell you how, how dedicated I am to helping with And stuff. Whenever you cut it in like that, just say and stuff. And stuff adds a lot to yeah. any conversation. So this, so this part of the part of Paying Attention podcast could end up going really, really well. Or? Or... <laughs> It could be a complete abortion like the last show we did with T Political TNT. <laughs> I, we're, that, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna find out. We have with us Joel Ferretri, he's a Methuen City Councilor. He is our foodie at the Valley Page. And before we get into the foodie stuff, um, it would it, it, my my readers would kill me if I didn't at least ask you something political. So you got elected to the city council in November and you had an idea, I'm sure, because I ran and I had the same idea of what it was gonna be like when you won. And then you got in. 
And I'm pretty sure whatever you had in your head was nowhere near what it turned out to be. So can you talk about that a little bit, going from a private citizen to a city councilor, and, and what you found that, you, that surprised you once you got in? Um, being places and being recognized? Oh, yeah? I guess, you know, I don't blend in well. You know, <laughs> so, you know, councilor, how you doing? Hey, what's up? <laughs> but, you know, and you're just being going different places, and then I guess... I didn't realize like the amount of behind the scenes stuff that was necessary in order to hopefully do my job as well as I, as people entrust me to do it. Right. Um, the amount of phone calls, the amount of, you know, emails and documents and you're going through and trying to get the questions and then, you know, meetings with department heads and trying to really get that information before making those choices. Maybe I had a slight idea that it would be a lot, but I really didn't have an idea. It'd be as you didn't much know as how this. bad it was going to really be. No, and, you, got you know, exactly. And, you know, Amazingly, it seems like I've stayed out of the fray on Facebook. Yeah. You know, it's one thing, you know, bef- our first meeting here, I introduced myself. We didn't know each other. You're like, right. hey, you might want to take those pictures down of you in your Superman outfit. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, screw that. I am who I am. And I was right. like, I like this guy. Right. But, you know, right now, it seems like so much of it is done on social media and it's really not benefiting. It's like a middle school bus right. at this point right. where everyone's just yelling at each other and there's really not much. It's good for me. It's great for me. It's great for business, but it's not great for, for, for the city. It's one of the things that Manuel Perry asked when he first got elected. Well, let's not do everything on Facebook. Let's talk to each other. Let's have you know open communication. And uh, it really kind of hasn't worked out that well. Um, since, since you've come on, what are the things that you've been pleasantly surprised about? Um, just getting to know some of the other councilors that I had no idea about in the, in the past. I've become really good friends with DJ Beauregard. Really? Yeah. He's he's a good guy to hang out with. He's a, He is, and he's very knowledgeable, and he's going to tell you exactly what he's thinking and has been really helpful in some of that stuff. Um, I think just, you think you know people, and then maybe <laughs> as you get into this, you know, maybe... Someone warned you, by the way. You don't have to mention any <laughs> names, but someone did warn you. But for the most stuff, for the most, it's been positive. Yeah. You know, um... I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, sometimes the meetings get a little drawn out, and I'm sure my expressions, you, you stream them live. I'm sure you can see the eye rolls and the, you know, the head in the palm, like, oh, it's 1030 at right, this point, right. and we're just beating our heads well, One, of, one of the things that I like about you is that there are some councils that have to talk on every single issue, and they've got to be the expert on every single issue, and they've got to drone on and on about every single issue. And then there are councils like you and DJ who don't speak on every issue, but then when you do speak, people actually shut up and listen because you speak so so seldom that, like, okay, now I have something to say. Yeah. People are actually interested in – I think people at home are actually interested in hearing what you I, have to say. I vowed we – I was with – we had that um, – a training the other night with the Inspector General, and I was talking to Ali Safi, and I think her and I are in the same boat, that Jimmy McCarty will never have to use his timer on me. Right. I will never get mm-hmm. to the 10 minutes. If I can't get out my point – in five or less minutes, it doesn't matter because nobody's paying attention right, anymore. Right. So. And, and, and I will say in full disclosure, even, even though we're on the opposite sides of things these days, Jessica and I, uh, you know, Jessica may talk a lot, but she brings up a lot of points that nobody thought of, and she brings up a lot of things that nobody considered. And she may, she may use 20 paragraphs to say it when she could probably use three, but the points that she's making, I think, I need to be focused on more because, again, even though I disagree with her on, on, on her conclusions on some stuff – She's at least going through every document. She's at least talking about the issues. She's at least doing it. I just wish when you get nine people, everybody could kind of like pair it back a little bit. You know, she's, I, she's not the only one that talks on every topic. There are other counselors that talk on, talk on every topic. And, uh, and, and when you've got nine people trying to get through a meeting, that gets tough. 
I agree. But I know there are some things that come up, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that angle. Right, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, it's just gonna, we got to just speed it up a little bit. I think after three and a half hours at a meeting, I think people start losing focus, not just ourselves, but people at home, people in the audience. They're really not paying attention that much e- anymore either. Uh, so. so let me ask you a loaded question, yeah. and we'll talk about food. Yeah. So there is a, I believe it's on the next agenda, uh, the city councilor wants the city council still. Steve Saber wants the city council to indemnify him and maybe others uh, in case they get sued personally for their misdeeds at the council table. What do you think about that? So I was under the. I think this was going forward, and I feel that if you're acting in the best interest of the city, you shouldn't be concerned. Like so, I'm you know fine. We'll indemnify ourselves. I know there's also protections in the city charter already. On top of that. But, you know, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, it shouldn't come into play, you know. Right. So making sure that when things do come up, that if you're, you know, whether it's recusing yourself or making sure that, you know, people know and if there are conflicts, any of that stuff, I think, and just making sure that, you know, when speaking on the floor that you're respectful and you may and stick to facts instead of making it personal. Gotcha. All right. I think that was an answer. I think that was a no, right? Ah. It was kind of a no. I think it was, you know, if you do the right thing, don't worry about right. it. Right. But if I'm, you're doing the so wrong I, thing, are we... I'm not worried. I'm personally, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. You're going to know how I stand on stuff. And, you know, I may screw up, but I'm I'm going to own it. And hopefully I don't do that on the floor to the right. point where it gets to that. Well, there's a difference between mistakes and maliciousness. And right. I think uh, city councils are already indemnified under the charter for making mistakes. Um, but there's an exemption to that. There's an exception to that, and that's when it's malicious or when you're doing things like, you know, attacking disabled people, to, <laughs> you know, and then it becomes a little different, and then you are liable personally. And I know Steve wants, uh, wants himself and maybe other counselors to be uh, off the hook for that and have the taxpayers pay for it if they get sued. But, but I believe, so I believe it's Council DeZoglio and Council McCarty are the ones who have put this forward. So Steve's Steve's now part of the two that have put it forward. Yeah. And let me just say in full disclosure, that really means very little okay. because we all know that Steve had them do it. So it wasn't his name on it. Like, okay. I mean, everything he does, he has, when he attacked me about that whole thing two years ago that uh, over the police, he had his family on, he wasn't on Facebook attacking me he had his right. family on Facebook attacking me. And when he wanted indemnification, he sent Jim McCarty into the mayor's office with him to, to ask for indemnification. He wasn't going to mm-hmm. do it himself. So, right. I mean, he can he can claim he he's got his hands off that it's McCarty and Desaglio, but we all know what it is. Okay, I haven't. Well, I just know he's one of the counselors who haven't spoken to me about it. All right, let's I've, get a, let's yeah, get a, let's get the let's food. Get, let's get the food because that's the real reason we got you yep. here. All right, so we we brought you in as our as our Valley Patriot food columnist, and um, I'm getting by the way a lot of good feedback from people in the community on it and on Facebook. Yeah. Um, my you, daughter came home from school today. I told her I was coming here. She's like, oh, my, my teacher loves the column. She's like, she loves the beards. And that's the... Yeah, yeah. So it's hitting a lot more people than I thought it would, and that's great. So, so for those at home who haven't read it yet, he goes into a restaurant, he reviews the food and the service, and then he will rate you up to one to five beards. Yeah. And so I think the last one was, and I want to talk about them a lot, is the Miller's Tavern. Right. Was the last one you did. So I was... I went to Miller's Tavern... Um, maybe about a month ago with the Janas. And of course, if you're going to go anywhere, you got to go with the Janas because they're just so much fun. And the food was amazing. The appetizers were amazing. The, f- the, the meal, though, that came out wasn't really up to my expectation. Like everything up until the meal came, it was, was great. And then the meal came and there were issues and like, whatever, they're brand new. So you chalk it up to them just being brand new. And then I read your column and you said almost exactly the same thing that I did. And I was like, <laughs> well, th- th- again, we're on the same page. I love this. 
Yeah. So I found out it was, they did a soft opening. They didn't announce it really publicly. So I found out they opened that day. My wife and daughter, we went there for dinner and it had those, you know, couple issues, you know, wait staff was new. So there were issues with that, like didn't get silverware with the appetizers, but I was pleasantly surprised by the food. The appetizers were, you know, my wife got the pretzels. Those were really good. I got wings there. All right. I really like the mac and cheese, the pulled pork mac and cheese. So I'm like, all right, we'll definitely give it, give it another shot. A couple nights later, we went out for drinks. Same thing, just issues with service, but they were getting better every time. And then um, the mayor and I went out the next week and went out and got the Irish nachos and a couple of drinks. Right. You know, the Irish nachos are, are great. Like, that's him, a whole meal yeah, in and of Him itself. and I couldn't finish them. And that, you, yeah. know, you know, as some of your viewers may have said the other night, you know, I'm not a small guy. Right. You know, they may have noticed that. But, um, you know, and for the fact that two of us couldn't finish that and we were sitting there at the end of the night, like, oh, man. And then the service was really good that night. Yeah. So the service has gotten much better. I agree. And I think when a place opens like that, you can't be too critical on service. Mm-hmm. You know, you're training all new staff for the most part. You have, you know, I know they're out of Essex, I think is the restaurant chain. Like this, they own a couple other restaurants. And I think if you go into a restaurant, the first, you know, if you hold service against somebody after you go in one time, I feel like you're really not doing them a service. You know, yeah. if the food's good, but service, you know, bad night, you, it's, it's a crapshoot. You, you get a good waitress, you get a new person, you don't know what's going on. So I think, you know, people that were upset about, the brick house before that was the service was fine first, then it went, then the service went downhill, right. and then everything else kind of fell apart with that. What was so. weird about brick houses? I used to drive by it all the time. It was always empty, right? And I drive by Miller's Tavern, and they haven't changed anything on the inside at all, other than no. their menu and the, and the staff. And it's always full. Like every time I drive by, the the parking lot is full. So they're yeah. doing something right. Right. I feel like that it's been more. Everything I see online has been more positive. Right. You know. Um, I know there's a Facebook page, Merrimack Valley Eats, and I think like for the first week and a half that it was open, it was all about Miller's Tavern. Mm. And I think the community is really looking for something to last and last in that location right. and be a draw. And right. right now, I feel like it's trending in the right de- direction. Right. Right. Do you ever eat outside of Methuen? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I can't accept that answer because from the people on Facebook who saw me and Neil Perry, we got, I got whacked by the onion. Which, by the way, is gone now. They're defunct. I but saw I, that. I got whacked by the Onion saying that. Uh, oh, they actually whacked Neil saying that when Neil and Tom Duggan are out at Orzo's in North Andover, he should be in Methuen. Shouldn't he stay? Shouldn't he be eating him like he should never leave the entire city like ever because he's the mayor. The is best. I don't eat Italian often, but the best Italian restaurant I found up here is um, Trattoria Alfalfa on um, 28. Really? We're H and R Block. It's best Italian. Mm-hmm. So am I not supposed to eat Italian ever again? Because right, that's right. in Salem? Well, no, I think. According to people on Methuen Sound Off, you're supposed to you're never supposed to leave the, the city limits of Methuen. You have to put every money that you have in the city of Methuen. Otherwise, you're a well, bad, bad person. Well, huh. I'm, a, I'm a big craft brewery guy, so they're going to be very disappointed because there's not one in Methuen. And, uh, you know, I, I was in Lowell a couple of weeks ago, hit a couple of those. I go to Oak and Iron and Andover. You got Backyard. Uh, you know, so there's a bunch in the area, but right. unfortunately, there's none in Methuen. So. so now we talked about Miller's Tavern, which is a little different because they're a brand new business. Uh, let's talk about one of the other businesses uh, that you went to that is an established Methuen business. And we can do any of them because you've done four now. Right. So I think Bada Bing is, is, okay. is I'm in there way too much. <laughs> but um, just the menu, you know, I feel like they're just, they're very consistent. You know what you're getting. Like their white buffalo chicken pizza might be my favorite pizza in the whole world. You mentioned valley. that during the debate. So. Right. They have a white buffalo chicken, just real, you know, it, no sauce on it, which is great. Um, the wings, the wings have been better. They have a sweet Asian chili wings now, which um, 
Good. They have a special now. Like anything with chili in it, I'm in. I'm in <laughs> if there's chili, I'm in. So, and then you know the subs that you know when you and I met and had the lunch. That you know, was just the, so good. The buffalo chicken cheesecake. They have, you know, you know their steak and cheese. I think I did a, the review on the steak bomb. Was the one which is something I never had there before. But I was there for lunch. The bread was fresh. It was really good. And then just that you know it's a smaller place. They've started doing some more stuff now. They do trivia on Wednesday nights. And John and the staff there have been so good to the community and yeah. the and you know they they're really helpful with the boosters. Um, they've you know they're a sponsor of a lot of the other youth organizations as well, and they really give back to the community. Yeah. So. And, and I love the people that work there. Every time I go in, there's a new person, but I know that person too. And, right. I go in and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know you were working here." And it's good. It's good to see them. When you go into a place like Butterbings, despite the fact that you know them, despite the fact you're there a lot, when you go into a place to review them, what are you looking for? If there's a bit, if there's a restaurant out there that's watching. And they're, and they're thinking, okay, he might be coming to my place next. Give them a preview. What is it that you're looking for? What do you, what, what do you take points off for? What do you add points for? Um, or beards, I should say. <laughs> right. I, I was just thinking, it's not like Joel well, is the phantom. You, no, they know yeah. when he comes. Well, I'm coming yeah. in. You know, there's only – so the Bada Bing so far has been the only place that has recognized me after I've come back. Like, so I've come, went back after the review. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that was legit. You know, I've been to Royal a couple of times afterwards. I don't think they, you know, they haven't recognized me. And I go to Chris's, you know, you know, we're all, I live right around the corner from that. But um, I'm not really looking for my, what I'm, you know, I'm just going to order my food. If I'm like, all right, I'm reviewing, you know, so like when I did the steak sandwich, I knew I was reviewing it. And I just, you know, kind of took it home or I ate it there. And I'm like, all right. And then just kind of digested a little bit and thought about it and just compare or contrast or just, you know, really, you know, dig into the menu. So that was the good thing about Miller's Tavern when I did that review. And I may start doing that review that way more instead of doing multiple restaurants. I really got to dig into it. You know, right. mm-hmm. you mentioned like the beer list at Miller's Tavern and the different types of appetizers and the different plates where instead of going like when I did the three subs or I, that kind of, I'm like, Oh, you know, all right. It was, it was, a, it was light on content. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I, you know, when I go in there, I have an idea what I'm, you know, so I've done two different types. I like the Miller's Tavern one because I was able to really expand and go, hey, all right, let me try this now. Let me right. try that. And then, you know, I lean on the wife a little bit. You know, when she comes out with me, she gets something. So I'll, you know, have that, you know, piece as well to go, hey, what did you think about this? And we can order more and right. really have, you know, dig into the menu a little deeper. So I eat out at least three or four nights a week or three or four days a week. And usually I'm meeting because I, w- I need to talk to someone, right? It's usually like a business thing or I'm meeting an elected official or we've got things to discuss. So normally I'm ordering a lot of appetizers and then I order a meal and most times I just take it home because I'm so full from the appetizers. So I generally will, I will rate a place based on their appetizers. If the appetizers are really good, even if the meal's not that great and the service isn't that great, I'm always going to go back. Right. And vice versa. If I go in the, and the appetizers aren't that good, but the meal is phenomenal and the service is phenomenal, I'm probably not going back. Because I want the I want the finger food while I'm talking, while I'm getting business done, while I'm doing. And you're a city council, you probably right. do the same thing. Yeah, I'm in the same boat where I can't remember the last time I've left a restaurant without food. You know what I mean? Right. Like you know, so you know, if I'm at Bada Bing, you know, I'm getting the I'm getting the. Chi- Can you imagine how much food he had to order to bring food home? Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ouch. Sorry. Well, no, but like, so at Bada Bing, they have the popcorn there. It's available. And then you got, you get the wings and now all of a sudden you get a sub and I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm finishing that. It's lunch for the next day. But the appetizers do make it, you know, there's nothing more. It sets the tone. So if you get, if you go to a place that's bad appetizers and now you're like, oh, those weren't good. Right. So you're already, now you're like, you've already got a strike against them. And now you, when your meal comes, you're like, I don't even know what you, 
and then you're like, all right, you might not even take it home at that point. You might right. just say, no, you know what? I'm all set. I had the I had the um, seafood casserole at Miller's Tavern the last time. I've been there four times. And the last time I had the seafood casserole, I was very disappointed. But it didn't matter that I was disappointed because I was so damn full from the Irish nachos, the regular <laughs> nachos, and the hot wings. Right. that it was like, you know what? It doesn't, I was expecting a little bit more lobster, a little bit more scallop. Um, and I didn't get it, but again, it didn't matter because I was so full anyway. Right, like there was the same thing when I went for when I had my meal there. You know, we got the Bavarian pretzels and we got the wings. I got the pulled pork mac and cheese, and it was really good. But once again, I ended up taking it home. Right, but you know, it set the tone. The wings were good, not great, but you know, I think wings are a tough. Who has who has the best wings in the Merrimack Valley? Because I'm a big hot wing fan. I'm a big hot wing guy. And it's hard to find good hot wings. Most places, they just get frozen, and they throw Tabasco sauce on it, or they throw some prepaid, some pre-sauce on it. So, two places, I think Sparky's in Haverhill. Absolutely. Has, has great wings. And there's a burger place in end of a sauce. That it's, like a, it's called Sauce. They have burgers and stuff. They have, I, I've always liked that place. I've been there a few times. Yeah. I like that. And then I, um, I haven't been since they changed owners, but Balducci's in 28 in Salem always had okay. good wings. And they, had, they served it with like a couple pieces of bread, so that way you'd be able to soak up the sauce afterwards, right. which I thought was a nice mix. So like you'd have the wings, and there'd be pieces of bread in the bowl. Right. And that way you're like, all right, well, there's extra sauce Nothing there. really beats Sparky's. I was actually talking about in Methuen, but nothing yeah. beats Sparky's because they have 100 different types of hot wings. And right. you can't even imagine, like, how could you get 100 different types? But they actually no, it's, do. It's almost confusing. Yeah. It's like, okay, what do I want? So I went in. I, went, I, I was watching the Phantom Gourmet one day, and it was a rerun, and they were highlighting Sparky's Wings. Yep. And they were talking about the peanut butter and jelly hot wings. And I thought, there's no way that can be good. Like, there's just no way peanut butter and jelly buffalo wings. How do you make that taste good? So I went in, and I did. Like, two days later, I drove to Sparky's in Haverhill, and I went in, and I ordered a bu- and I. I ordered it to stay because I figured I was going to eat the first one, not like it, order something else and go home. <laughs> Instead, I ate the first one that I got, ordered another one, ate the second one, and then took two, two to-go home plates of uh, peanut butter and jelly hot wings because they were that good. And it sounds as gross as gross can be, and yet when you taste it, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never had the peanut butter. I've been scared. I'm not a jelly guy. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm a peanut butter and Nutella or a peanut butter and just fluff. But I, yeah. I'm not, so I never tried those. But another place I like there's none around here is um Tremonti's pizza in Lowell and yep. Kingsboro. Yep. They have like a spring roll platter like for their appetizers. Mm-hmm. So you get uh, chicken parm spring rolls, there's cheeseburger spring rolls, there's pizza one. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like little things like that that are a little different. I, I kinda I'll travel right to go to places like that that are really, you know, a little bit out of the you know, a little bit different but really good as well. And they have a great beer menu. So, so I had the hot wings when we went to Giovanni's the day you I don't think you reviewed that day. I think you reviewed a different day. <laughs> And no, and I did that. That was our first. That was oh, my that first was. column. Okay. Yeah. So what we did, um, we did. That was the roast beef. That was the roast beef. Right. I got the roast beef. I know you got the wings and a sub. And I was, I was somewhat impressed with the wings. Yeah. It, because it, it had a different taste. It didn't taste like every other hot wing everywhere else you go. Right. And I think that I think that saved the meal. Like right. I, everything right. else was kind of boring. Whatever the wings are, kind of what elevated it to where it ended up being. Right. And now, have you done? Um, I gotta say, Joel's dead on with sauce in Andover. It's a great little spot. The, yeah. They make the burgers are good. Yep. The fries actually are fantastic. Right. There, and they make a good hot wing. I think Tom Duggan might enjoy it. Yeah. Little hole in the wall, you know. You have to be going. I think you have to kind of go there. Yeah, the parking can be right. kind of hokey at lunchtime, but it's good. So, where yeah. in Andover is that? Um, man, Andover, and it, library area. I right? think so. Yeah, I'm not. From, I just I'm wanna, is it over by the depot? 
Hold I know on. there's like two or three places uh, by the D. I'm going to get that information for, for you. So in Methuen, um, are there favorite places you like to go to get wings? Um, I if I'm if I'm order, I really don't order them that much. Are you, though, it's you. Hold on. You strike me as a hot wing kind of guy. If I'm going out. It's, you know, Bada Bing is one place that I'll get them from, and especially when I'm there. Usually every time I'm getting them as an appetizer. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm not getting them that much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every once in a while, like for the Super Bowl or games like that, I'll, you know, do a big order from Sparky's right. and bring them over and do that. Another place that has it's really – It's on Essex Street. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, so, Essex, yeah, so that's yeah, right by the downtown depot. and then – Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one of the places – and you wouldn't think of this as a place that has good hot wings – but one of the places in Methuen that has great hot wings, forgive me if I get it wrong, is it Mexico Lindo? Is that the place that's, down the that, old Red Tavern? Yep. So that's so Mexico Lindo. So that's the one like up in the back. Like you're head, right. if you're coming out of you're coming out of the center of square, it's kind of tucked in the back. Right. Like I feel like for me, like that's my favorite place to eat Mexican in Methuen. Right. Like if I'm going to eat, that's where I'd want to go. If I'm going to drink, I'm going to Azteca. Right. So now <laughs> so, for, for for roast beef, what's better, Royal House of Roast Beef in Methuen? Or Harrison, Royal. Harrison. Right, well, didn't finish the question wow. yet. Right, right. Real House Roast Beef, the best. Right. I, I really like the. You know, the meal is huge. Yeah. You know, so many French fries. It's ridiculous. I like. You know, I get my roast beef with extra sauce. They don't disappoint. It's really good. A little bit of a kick to it with the sauce. Um, the onion rings are good. You know, it comes with the onion rings, the fries, and then the salad, which I should probably eat that more. Right. But I usually, <laughs> I usually pass that one off. But I think Royal. Royal, hands down, is my favorite place in the Valley to go. If I'm home, I'm from Everett originally, so Mike's Roast Beef. You know, Kelly's was, you know, in the in the day, I feel like it's it's just the name at this point. Right. You know, especially once you expand, you know, so once when, when Kelly's was down, you know, the beach, and, you know, I had my 87 Hyundai with the base tube in the back, and we'd drive down Riviera Beach, <laughs> and we'd get a roast beef sandwich, and you'd duck the seagulls who were trying to steal stuff from you. You know, that was the point to go. But once you expand to four or five, six different restaurants, I feel like the things go down well. Right. And we had there was a we had a discussion earlier today on Jason Marcuse's page, the um one of your sponsors, that Methuen Politics page, talked about Chinese food and, and the Kowloon came up. Like if you Chinese there's there's the Kowloon for Chinese food and then there's everything else underneath it. Mm-hmm. You can't even compare right, it. Right. So and that's and I feel like that's a place that did it right. They didn't expand, they didn't go to four or five different restaurants. You know, they did some improvements in house, you know, they they added some patios and they have a food truck or whatever, but it's still the main restaurant that's been there. Right. The Wongs have owned that thing since before so, I was born. So and Tom, Doug, and you should go there sometime with Dave Garofalo. I went there. Yeah. And he says, well, can I order for the table? Everybody said, sure. He pulled out a laminated card from his wallet with his order at <laughs> He gave it to the waiter, and the waiter said, uh, you have more people coming. Dave said, no. <laughs> too much food. And Dave oh, you said, wanted well, too much food for a whole restaurant. <laughs> right. And Dave said, well, what should I skip then? You don't need this. Yeah, we're having that. You yeah. don't need that. We're having that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big Chinese food guy, only because to me, Chinese food basically tastes the same no matter where you go. They've got the exact same menu no matter where you go. Every once in a while, you find a place... That's got, you know, change with a little, <coughs> excuse me, that's a, a little bit better than uh, than the others. See, my sense is you'd probably like to go to more of a hole-in-the-wall Chinese Szechuan place, right, that puts some heat in there. Yeah. You like the heat. Well, you know, I started, um, uh, this would be a great place for you. Um, I've been going on my lunch dates to, for the last few weeks, to lots of eats in North Andover. It's a Thai place. 
And it's across from the Barker Farm. It's like up on 125. Yep. Okay. Right after the loft on the right-hand side. They just built it maybe about six, six months ago. Amazing. Because everything's hot. It's Thai. So everything's hot. Everything's mm. hot and spicy. And I love hot and spicy because right. I'm a smoker. So it's hard for me to taste my food sometimes. So you need, you so. need that kick in order to... <laughs> right. So right. The- keep smoking, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so... There is, a, there is a new restaurant coming to Methuen that I'll probably review next month. It's called Mummy's Foe. Okay. So it's going to be Ayers Village Road. So I'm not you know, a huge foe guy, but I'm going to give it a shot. I've heard great things about it. You know, so it seems like there's a, more of a variety of restaurants now coming in. I guess the old 1859 house is Wayo's Grill. There's an, you know, so that's coming. So it seems like there's different types of food now coming right. and give a lot of people options, which is great. You know, I think that's what Methuen needs. Well, let me go back. Can I go back to yeah. Miller's Tavern for a minute? Yeah. One of the things that I actually was surprised at Miller's Tavern, I ordered my my uh, appetizer, then I ordered my meal. And then she came to me while I was waiting for my meal and said, by the way, with your meal, you get the salad bar. I had no idea there was a salad bar. I haven't seen them in forever. They, you know, they were, Salad bars were prevalent right. and they seemed to have went away. Right. And, and I love salad bars because they always have like those ingredients that you never get on a salad, but everyone likes like bacon bits. She so got like, a whole bunch of bacon bits on it yeah. and you don't have to skimp. And I was very, I was surprised by that because I can't remember the last time I saw a salad bar. I, I think the last one I remember was probably like Ruby Tuesdays, right? Like fifteen, like ten, fifteen years ago. But right. you know, but that was I was shocked when I went in that first time. I'm like, oh, it's a salad bar, and I think people's mindset has changed towards like, oh my god, that's a salad bar. That's I don't want to go anywhere near it. Right. You know, coronavirus, we're all going to die. Right, right. You know, but every I've heard a lot of people had great things about. About that salad bar, you know the options, and it was really good. So I think it's a you know it's something different. When so. you when you when you go out to eat with the wife or with a politician to uh, do business, what's your favorite entree? Are you a steak guy? Are you a fish guy? Are you a pasta guy? What I'm you- a sandwich guy. So really? I'll, you know I'll get a burger, I'll get a pulled pork, I'll get something like that. Or well, I'm not a big pasta guy, um, especially you know if I'm going to eat Italian for the most part, I'm going home, go right. calling mom, and right. I'll, all right, I'm going to come home and eat, but um. Seafood, I'm picky about. I only yeah. go to a, you know, I only go to a couple places to eat seafood. One of the places is the Irish Cottage. Like their fish and chips ah, has the been Irish Cottage. Their fish and chips is great. I think that's you know when I go there and when you, and I get folk like I get tunnel vision. So if I go to a place and I find something I like, I don't very often. Right. You know. All right. I'm getting the the Celtic nachos at the Irish Cottage that are made with their homemade potato chips. The, by the way, that is probably <laughs> the best nachos anywhere at the Irish Cottage because they make them there. It's not like they they buy a bag of stuff and then throw it on. The and chips are still warm when they come out. Yeah. They, 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 make they the hand chips. make the chips, which right. makes them awesome. Right. So um, and Collie's the best. Yes, he is. And yeah. you know a lot of the. You know, once again, a lot of Methuen kids work there, kids that I've known throughout the years, you know, they're busting tables and, you know, and all that. And like, hey, coach, like, hey, right. how's it going? But- by the way, they have good wings there, too. They're, they're, they're good at their nachos. They're good at their wings. I don't know what their entrees are because I don't think I've ever had, like, an entree there. Right. Because I go and I just order four or five different appetizers. We get a bunch of people. We just sit and we talk. Right. Uh, but they are phenomenal. Right. Yeah. I like, you know, so I'm a, I'm a sandwich guy for the most part. Right. So. Are we off? Are we off? No. Well, I would have to look. You would know better than I. I looked up and all I saw was the uh, the wall with the I bullet mean, hole in it. I mean, we're still streaming. We're still streaming. Okay. So we've got about, what, like five minutes left. Um, strike fear into the hearts of two or three restaurant owners and tell us where you're going to be going next and what you're going to be reviewing next. So I had an idea, and I, I was venturing outside of Methuen for this one. You know, I just – I went for Christmas – my wife Heather got me a brew kit up at Credit Brew in Nashua, so I brewed my own beer. 
a red ale called Bearded. I gotta be. I gotta hang out with this guy. <laughs> we named it Bearded Glory, and you know, I had you know me in a red, white, and blue flag suit with the stripes and stars. It was awesome. So I went. So I went to a bunch of breweries, and I was going to do a craft brewery um, review of the places in you know in the area, the Spicket River in Lawrence. I have Oak and Iron, um, Merrimack, and Navigation in Lowell, and I was going to review those. But then we got into a huge discussion today about Chinese food right. online. So I'm thinking I'm going to hold off on that. And I think I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do a Wasing column. Okay. This, you know, I'm going to do Wasing. We deliver there, so that's good. We like, yep. we like Wasing. So I'm going to, I, that's going to be my column this month. It's going to be Wasing. Okay. So right. it's the family's favorite place for takeout when we right. do Chinese takeout in Methuen. If I go out, I like Fusion House or I like Yang Ming down the street. How was, you know, I went to Fusion House and I had a very, very bad experience. Um, the sushi was not that good. The service was absolutely horrible. And I went online and said, I'm never going to come back here. I had a horrible experience. And I had a bunch of people jump on and say, I'm friends with the owner. Give them another shot. And I didn't, I didn't really want to hurt their feelings and say, this is my third time there. And it's the same experience. So I am going to give them six more months. And I'm going to go back and see if maybe it's, it's a little bit better. But how many, how many Chinese food places are there in Methuen? Like, so there's, so there's Wasang. There's Chef Co. There's... Um, Fu Hing, which I think is down off of Jackson Street. So those okay. are your takeout places. Right. Then you have um, – those are the three I can think of off the top of my head. And then you have Lucky Dragon across the street. You have Tasty Garden. That's the one – I know. Lucky Dragon is the one right Lucky on the Lucky Dragon's long, been there since I was in high school. Right. That's the one on the Methuen-Lawrence line. Right. You know, when I first moved up here, that was the first place we went to. And it just kind of went downhill and then had a bad experience at Chefco like 10 years ago. Never went back. The really? whole family ended up sick. Yeah. But, um, we went to the Dragon the night of the night of our class play when I was in high school. We had a class play, and then we all went out there afterwards. And the food was great, but we were the only ones there. Like literally, we were the only ones there. And I can't imagine it's much different now. Although they're still in business, so they've got to be doing right, something. They're doing right. well. You know, I think what you said earlier is kind of when you do Chinese takeout. A lot of those places are kind of the same, but there's a, there's a quality piece to it. You know, so you can tell if the stuff is somewhat fresh as compared right. to just you know kind of nuked and thrown at you. Right. And. One thing I don't like to do anymore is get Chinese food on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's just mass-produced for like three days. Right. You know, hey, I'm going to pick up my order at 6. Well, at 4 o'clock, it's ready. It's sitting in a bag somewhere. Right. And then inevitably, it's missing one or two things, and then you, there's no way you're getting back there, and they overcharge you anyway on New Year's Eve. I'm lucky because I live in, in downtown North Andover. And within throwing distance is about 100 restaurants from where I am. <laughs> right. And we've got uh, – right up the street, we've got uh, China Blossom. Yep. Which, when I was a kid, was like a treat. It was like, we're going to go to China Blossom. It's like good Chinese food compared to like Evergreen on South Union Street and Lawrence, right? right. <laughs> and, and we would go there. We thought it was great. Now, I think they've kind of gone downhill a little bit. But right across the street, uh, right up the street, you've got The Loft, and you've got Joe Fish, and you've got Orzo's. And then around, around the corner, the other way down Merrimack Street, you've got that Italian place. I can never remember the name of it. Um, and you would know. What's the, that, the, the Italian place right off Sutton Street. Uh, they they sell paninis. Jessica took me there one day. When she I don't was still know. Talking I know the one you mean. I'll find them. Yeah. Um, and then if you go up, up the street from us, there's a, a Brazilian steakhouse called uh, Charma, and they are uh, the food. It's kind of pricey, right? But for a hundred bucks, maybe a hundred and twenty bucks for you and your date. It's so much food, and it's good quality food. It's yeah. steak and lobster, and you can yeah. get like a. a yeah, I mean, it's a little pricey, but, yeah, but it's worth it. Uh, Buono Bistro, Buono yeah, Bistro, okay. right, right. There's the a place. there's a place in my daughter goes to school at URI down in Kingston, and the Nordic Lodge is down there, and it's a place that I've never went, but it's one of those places where I've got to try. I know it's like you talk about expensive; it's like 120 bucks a, 
ahead. Right. But it's, you know, you've got everything under the sun. You've got your lobsters, you've got your crab legs, you know, everything's included. And I've heard phenomenal things. So before she graduates, I'm going to have to go down there and try that. Did you find Miller's Tavern? Because since that was like the one yeah. that you do, did you find that pricey? No, I felt like it was, I felt like it was reasonably priced. I yeah. think if you're going to go out, you know, like I got the, I think it was like $75 for the three of us. We right. got two appetizers. Mm-hmm. My daughter got a pizza. My wife got a burger. I got the, like, that's, I think that's normal. It's not yeah. like you got the check and went, oh, I'm like, the third time, the night we went out with a couple of friends and we got drinks, we had issues with the check. But I felt like, and once again, I spoke to the manager and he's like, yeah, you know, we printed these. So, you know, we're going to have to fix that. Right. I don't feel like it's overpriced. I feel, you know, I think, you know, it's priced a little bit more than a chain, but that's what you want. You're right. paying for that quality. You know, you, you're not getting your two for twenty like you would at Applebee's, where you're getting two appetizers and two things and dessert. You're going there because it's not a chain, right? You know, there's a time and a place to go to a chain. You know, we, you know, Texas. I love Roadhouse. TGI Fridays. I like that, Texas Roadhouse. Okay, Texas Roadhouse. Texas I don't even consider them a chain because it's just steak. I know, but right? it, it's the un, it's the roll. Like you talk about your appetizers, it's peanuts and rolls, and you never right. eat your meal. Right. You know, and then also I'm like, oh man, I, right. I have to eat still. Yeah, we had a big fight uh, uh, over Miller's Tavern the night that we were there because the person I was with said that's really pricey, and I said actually it's not that pricey at all given what we ordered. And then we sat there, we bickered about it for half an hour and ordered no. three more drinks. So. No, exactly. <laughs> then, yeah, just have more drinks, and all of a sudden it's fine. No one, no, you right. know, then you're like, all right, I'll pay for it. Right. Joel Ferretta from the Methuen City Council. He's our foodie. He's our food critic at the Valley Patriot. A little lighter day than we normally have because uh, Neil Perry is going to be here next week to talk about oh boy. indemnifying Steve Saber <laughs> and Steve Saber costing us $48,000 or more and all the, all the controversy and kerfuffle going on in the city of Methuen. And that's going to be a show not to miss, believe me when I tell you, because he and I actually don't agree on a couple of these things and we've been going back and forth. So you might have, you might have a little bit of uh, disagreement next week. But I, think, I think you hit on all the advertising. Did you get AFC? Oh, no, I did. But you know who I did miss? I, I missed because he mentioned Jason Marku, Marku Towing. Right. Uh, if you have a problem with your car, give him our coup towing. The kid needs money. And yeah. he's in a very, very tough business with all the other uh, uh, towing companies. Um, really good guy. Had the opportunity to meet him. He was one of the first calls. And he had made us a city council. And he helps the homeless and he donates food and stuff for the homeless. Uh, Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So I guess we got to go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.